I hope every Miami Hurricanes fan has on their shiny black loafers today because loafers are for closers. And it's time for Mario Cristobal to close. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, buttermilk pancake enthusiast, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today, it's decision day for the Pancake Honcho. Five-star offensive tackle out of Thayer Academy in Massachusetts, Samson Okunlola. Around 4.30 p.m. today, he will be announcing his decision. It's one of the top players in the country. In fact, according to Sports Illustrated, Okunlola is the top uncommitted player in the entire country right now for the class of 2023. So literally, unless you're talking about flips, there is no bigger prize to be had right now than landing a verbal commit from Okunlola. He's going to be deciding between Miami, Florida, Michigan State, where his cousin recently committed from the transfer portal. So, you know, you got to look out for them. And Alabama, obviously, you always have to look out for Alabama. But, you know, over the last uh, the last couple of weeks, Miami and Florida have been considered the top two for Sampson. And we have reason to believe over about the past 48 hours that Miami has pulled back ahead of Florida. I think Florida had gained a ton of ground for Okunlola, but the in-home visit that Mario Cristobal and his loafers and Alex Mirabal made to Okunlola on Tuesday, fingers crossed, if it didn't seal the deal, I think it brought us pretty close to that. And so it's going to be decision time, guys. I'm either going to be, depending on how this goes today, I'm either going to be eating pancakes every meal for the next four years or... I'm switching permanently to waffles if he goes somewhere else. Here's the latest on Samson Okunlola's process uh, from Chad Simmons of On3 wrote a piece about this last night. Uh, And Simmons, like many of us, uh, is expecting Okunlola to pick Miami. There's a fong ball for Samson to Miami. Gabby Arudia from 24-7 put in a crystal ball for Okunlola to Miami. I put in a Dono ball yesterday for the pancake honcho to the U. Chad Simmons wrote this uh, after his unofficial visit to the swamp in late November, Florida quickly became a school of interest for him behind the scenes. I was hearing that what well, that was his favorite visit yet. He then took an official visit to Florida last weekend and the buzz was still strong around the Gators. Miami never went away. They were always there. He writes Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal went in for their final in home on Tuesday and one day from Lola's decision. Well, I guess two days really, Uh, The momentum has swung back now to the Hurricanes, he says. We still have a little less than 24 hours, because I guess he wrote that yesterday evening. Before Okunlola reveals his commitment, he's set to announce at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. Yeah, 4 p.m., I I was told it probably won't be like the actual decision until 4.30, but we'll see. I'm going to be watching from 4 o'clock. He says, Miami looks like the team to beat late. Florida is still working, though, he says. Okunlola was all but committed to Cristobal four months ago, so did the Hurricanes weather the storm? He says it is trending that way. So, yeah, we're going to find out uh, at around 4 o'clock or 4.30 p.m. You 
probably want to be watching your social media around four o'clock just in case. Okay. Now, if Miami can land the pancake honcho, you're going to be landing the top two tackles in the class in the same class. I mean, I, it's almost unheard of like that. That doesn't happen very often. That just goes to show you how great at O-line recruiting Mario Cristobal is. And listen, I, I don't want to count my chickens before they're hatched because even if you don't get Okun Lola, it's still a pretty darn good offensive line class. Uh, it stinks losing Connor Lou a couple days ago, though. But even if you don't land Okun Lola, you've got the top tackle in the class in Francis Maui Goa. But if you can get the two of them together, you're set at bookend tackle for the next several years. And, you know, I also like, I really like Antonio Tripp on the interior and, you know, losing Connor Lou means trip could very well end up playing center. He can play guard or center. He's capable of doing that. And Miami is really trending well for JV on Cohen in the transfer portal. And I like Tommy Kinsler, AKA Bruno. I like him a lot as well. Uh, so Miami has good things percolating in the offensive line class. So guys today, no matter what happens with Okun Lola, it's going to be a two episode day today. Like later this afternoon, I'm either going to have a happy celebration for the pancake honcho, or I'm going to throw some waffles right in the garbage, or I'm going to throw some pancakes right in the garbage. And I'm going to be eating some waffles later today. So we're going to have a two episode day today. Other recruiting notes we want to look at uh, in recent weeks, a name that we used to talk about a couple months back but haven't talked about much since. A, a name is now back in the fold for Miami, and that's defensive back Edwin Joseph from Chaminade. He's a four-star cornerback. The guy's got blazing speed. He's almost as fast as Chris Johnson. And, you know, Miami had cooled down their interest in Edwin Joseph. That's been heating back up in recent weeks. Um, I've seen uh, a lot of buzz on that on on three and on 24 uh, seven. He told uh, Izubi Charles from Kane Sport did Edwin Joseph. He said it went down a little bit the past two to four weeks, but it's going right back up. He said about Miami coach Mario Cristobal is reaching out to me every morning. It's been great. He says uh, Joseph says he's also got a solid bond with Demarcus Van Dyke, who's another heck of a recruiter. Uh, and that quote, we have gotten closer and closer. Him, Coach Cristobal, Dennis Smith, all of them reach out to me, he says. So he is going to announce next week, Edwin Joseph, before signing day. So signing day starts on Wednesday. So I'd imagine that means maybe a Monday to Tuesday announcement. And Edwin Joseph is deciding between Miami, Florida State, where he just had an official visit, South Carolina, Michigan, and Penn State. And I know Florida State really, really wants him. So, you know, it would be a nice recruiting dub for Miami if they can get this guy over Florida State. Miami just got Reuben Bain over Florida State a couple days ago. If you can add Edwin Joseph to that list, that would be pretty awesome as well. And, you know, as far as why Miami has gone back in, for Edwin Joseph, it makes a lot of sense when you consider how the cornerback landscape is shaping out. Um, Damari Brown has been trending more towards Alabama than Miami. Uh, and obviously Miami already has the top corner in the class in Cormani McLean, but you need more. Like you need more help and you need more depth at corner. You need to add more to this class. And if Damari Brown is now trending towards the Crimson Tide, you need to look at our other targets. And Edwin Joseph is a pretty darn good consolation prize. He's a really good player. Speaking of uh, Damari Brown, 
You know, Miami, uh, they did an in-home visit, I believe, yesterday with Damari Brown and his older brother, Devontae. Devontae's in the transfer portal. He was a starting corner at UCF. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it plays out with Damari. Uh, he and Devontae could be a package deal, but not necessarily a package deal. But Alabama, I think, still has the momentum for Damari Brown. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it sounds to me today like this is not one I'm expecting Miami to land. Sheesh, my notifications are off the hook. I got to silence my uh, my watch here because I keep people keep texting me. Dono, is the Pancake Han show coming? Is he coming? I'm like, wait, just wait till 4.30. I don't want to spoil the kid's announcement. I, plus, I don't exactly know what his announcement is going to be. We can only hope and we can only assume. Uh, here's some great news when it comes to visits. Oh, I'm so happy to hear this. Miami is expecting an official visit this weekend from wide receiver Dante Thornton. He's in the transfer portal. He's a former Oregon Duck. We need this guy. And we need Dante Thornton a lot more than we needed Seven McGee, right? Seven McGee was down here really wanting to get a spot and a scholarship, but he's a slot receiver. So Mario basically had to tell him, like, I love you, but I'm sorry we don't have a spot for you. So Seven McGee ended up actually committing to Jackson State. But Dante Thornton, this is the type of receiver we need. Six foot five. 200 pounds Mario recruited him to Oregon and uh, for Thornton's freshman season with the Ducks he played in all 14 games under Cristobal that year that was 2021 he's got a very good 100 meter dash time just over 11 seconds I think 11.02 seconds was his 100 meter back in high school when he ran track uh, Dante Thornton this is a sought after player he just took uh, an official visit to Auburn last weekend looks like Miami this weekend so, you know, if I can make this deal with Auburn, you guys can keep Connor Lou, but I want Dante Thornton in orange and green, okay? Because Miami, you know, one area for as well as Miami has recruited, an area where Miami has struggled has been recruiting wide receivers. I wonder how much Josh Gaddis has to do with that. I'm sure there's been a lot of negative recruiting being done by other schools where they're saying, hey, you don't, you really want to play outside receiver at Miami? You're going to be hung out to dry in that offense. Miami's done well with the smaller, speedy slot type guys. Like, you know, I, I think Ray Ray Joseph is, he's going to end up being one of the steals of this class. That dude is fast. He's hard to tackle. He bounces off tackles like a human pinball. And I love Robbie Washington as well, the four-star receiver. But Miami needs more of these long, lanky outside guys. That's an area where they've really struggled. Uh, real quick, I want to go back to corner because I don't want to act like Robert Stafford is chopped liver, right? Because I talked about cornerback recruiting. We need more. We'd, lo we'd love to have Edwin Joseph here. You know, I mentioned the name Cormani McLean. I also want to mention the name Robert Stafford because he's really, really good. He's I've seen him in person. He's big. He's built. He looks already like he's got the body of a college player of a sophomore or a junior. So that, that is another good one when you're talking about cornerbacks coming to the University of Miami. Uh, speaking of defensive backs, Miami had a, a certain safety in the transfer portal who decided, nope, I'm not leaving like Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't leaving. I'm not bleeping leaving. That, 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 was what, uh, that was what a certain Miami safety had to say. We'll talk about that. And, guys, I wanted to do some Q&A on this episode. So you've got questions. We've got answers. You can tweet the show at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back, I promise. So tweet the show at Locked on Canes. 
You got questions. We've got answers when we come back here on Locked on Canes on the Locked on Podcast Network. Guys, you need to make sure you are driving sober. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Guys, everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk, but the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers in our roads. They're doing that to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, seriously, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So Miami Hurricane safety. Oh, man, I think I'm getting a call from Samson Okunlola. Hold on. I got to silence that. Samson, leave me alone, man. I'm going to be eating pancakes hopefully later. So uh, Brian Ballum, Miami Hurricane safety, was in the portal, and he withdrew his name from the portal. So Ballum is staying with the Hurricanes, and I'm so glad. Um, uh, and Dave Faber, one of our tweeters, he asked me, hey, he says, don't know much about Brian Ballum. I'm glad he's staying, but can you tell us a little bit about him? So uh, Brian Ballum, he's from Miramar High School, was a three-star safety in the class. A lot of people thought coming out like, okay, this is not that highly of a rated player, but he's a good player. He's one of these guys who's probably a little bit underrated coming out. Uh, and I think uh, he still has a lot of potential, Ballum. He also ran track at Miramar, very good foot speed. Uh, Miami, as we know, they are thin at safety. So I think Ballum, it's probably a good thing for him that he's staying because he's going to get a lot more chances to play this year than he has even last season. Uh, he's got three years of eligibility left because he was a class of 2020 guy. 2020 was a free season because of COVID. Then he didn't play in 2021, so that counted as a redshirt year. He played 11 games last year. And when Brian Ballum was in the portal, uh, Miami only had, when he was when you were thinking he's leaving, Miami only had three scholarship safeties returning. And, you know, so far in recruiting, uh, you know, you only have uh, Antoine Jackson coming in as a recruit. He's been a little flaky lately. Uh, he is going to be visiting this weekend, though, Jackson. Uh, Miami's also working on flipping Conrad Hussey from his Penn State commitment. He's reportedly visiting this weekend. So, you know, you're trying to solidify Jackson and things are looking good there because he is visiting this weekend. He gave us a little bit of a scare. You know, you're trying to flip Conrad Hussey. Ballum staying, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, hopefully we can see Brian Ballum have a nice kind of breakout year this coming season. We get a question from Blake. He asks, uh, well, he butters me up first. Thank you, Blake. He says, thanks, Alex Dono, for all of your content. You're definitely a national treasure. Hate to go down this road, he says, but do you think coordinator talk heats back up after National Signing Day? And if so, have you heard anything? Thanks. So, um, yeah, uh, the coordinator talk, I think, having a lot to do with National Signing Day, you just, the staff right now, they're so focused on recruiting, like that's all they're thinking about. They wake up in the morning, 
you know, some of them probably don't even go to sleep, but you start your morning, you put your shiny loafers on, you're just eating, sleeping, drinking, recruiting. Like that's their entire focus right now. So I think more staff decisions are going to happen probably after the 23rd, after early national signing day, because they're so focused on recruiting right now. Also, they have reason to keep a lot of that buzz quiet because of recruiting. You just want to show stability for the next, you know, week and uh, I guess the next, at least the next week is uh, National Signing Day. It starts on Wednesday, finishes on Friday. So for the next eight or nine days, at least, you want to just show stability and you're completely focused on recruiting. Um, honestly, I, I still think there is a good chance that there are changes uh, coaching staff wise on both sides of the football. Um, something that take this with a grain of salt, because I don't know which if it's a position coach or a coordinator, but I can remember hearing feedback from a, a transfer portal player that Miami was recruiting um, who actually he ended up eliminating Miami from his list. It was a, uh, a, a defensive player in the transfer portal, but apparently he was told that there definitely would be shakeups on the coaching staff for next year. Now, the fact that this was a defensive player makes me wonder if that was the defensive side of the football, because that's what he would be concerned with the defense, not the offense. Cause listen, I, I've heard rumblings on both sides. I've heard rumblings that, uh, that Kevin Steele may not be back next year. And obviously there's been a lot of rumblings that Josh Gaddis may not be back next year. Um, but yeah, I think that from the entire staff from Mario on down, the focus right now is on getting through national signing day and in some cases, I don't necessarily think Mario is going to can certain coaches, but they might be looking for other jobs. And that's the way that this might shake out. And let's also remember that perhaps if you're looking for new coordinators or even new position coaches, you might be trying to take people who are on NFL staffs right now. And you can't even interview anyone on an NFL staff until the uh, I think until the regular season is over in the NFL. So that that's another reason why you would take your time, because if you want to if you want to do a, a coaching search, whether it's a coordinator job or a position coach job, maybe wide receivers coach, if that comes open, you may not even want to start that search until you know who could be taking interviews uh, from NFL staffs. So that's something to think about there. Luke Skywalker asks. How many freshmen will start next year? That's going to tell us how bad it truly was last year. I think there's going to be a lot of incoming freshmen who are going to get to play. I think only a few might actually start. I could definitely see Cormani McLean. He should be able to start right away. I think Francis Maui Goa, the, uh, the offensive tackle, I, I think he's capable of starting right away, and he can play tackle or guard. And also, you know, if Samson Okunlola, if he commits and if he comes to Miami, he could be a day one starter. I think a lot of that could depend on Zion Nelson's health next year because, you know, Okunlola favors left tackle. He's not he's not quite he's very good. He's not quite as versatile as Maui Goa, who can basically play every position on the offensive line. Uh, I also don't sleep on Ruben Bain. I think Ruben Bain, he looks so polished at edge rusher. Like he might be able to start opposite Akeem Mesador right away. Jaden Wayne could also compete to start on the edge. And I think that Wayne and Bain, and, and by the way, I saw somebody bring this up. I think it was on Twitter. How cool is it that incoming you have Bain, 
and Wayne, like Bruce Wayne and Bane from Batman. We got we got Gotham City on uh, at Edge Rusher, the all Gotham team we have right now. It's so cool. Um, I think they can both get uh, pretty serious rotational stuff. I, I kind of wonder about linebackers too. I mean, obviously, sophomore Wes Besaint, he's going to start next year. Um, and then I think that a lot of the incoming linebackers can definitely compete for playing time. Uh, Popo, Malik Bryant, Pulliam, Bobby Washington, they can be rotational guys at linebackers. So even if they don't start, they can play a lot. You know, Miami's got a whole brigade of tight ends coming in, but I, I think Elijah Arroyo, depending on his injury recovery and Jaleel Skinner should probably be the top two choices next year with the young guys getting a chance to get in on the rotation. So, you know, I think probably you could see maybe two or three true freshmen get starting opportunities. Probably more more of them would be rotational guys, but um, I think freshmen are definitely going to make an impact on this team next year. There's no question about it. Um, and and by the way, at defensive end, Miami's got some good sophomores as well because I don't want to I don't want to sleep on Nigel Lee Kelly. I know that I said Ruben Bain could maybe start opposite Akeem Mesidor. The freak Nigel Lee might have something to say about that. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Quilla Pirate asks, with respects to the portal players, is there a date that we need to keep an eye on? I don't know. Um, I've got one in mind, Pirate. Uh, you know, the portal, the transfer portal is a marathon, not a sprint. It is open until January 18th. And I think some of the top players are taking their time because the top players are less worried about losing spots uh, where some of the lesser players, they're deciding more quickly because teams may not hold a scholarship for them. Right. But I definitely think this coming Monday and Tuesday are going to be big days to watch for the portal, because listen, a lot of these players, even some of the better players are going to want to make their decision before national signing day because, you know, when national signing period comes and goes, there's going to be less scholarships available from Wednesday on all around the country, right? So you, you have more choices before signing day. And listen, when you look at how many big-time players have either already visited Miami last weekend or are visiting this week, like Tumise Adele, who's the fifth-rated defensive player in the portal, the edge rusher out of Texas A&M, who Miami's got a lot of buzz for, Javion Cohen, who's the top uh, one of the top O linemen in the portal out of Bama. Miami's getting buzzed for him. He's visiting this weekend. We talked about Dante Thornton, the Oregon receiver. He's visiting this weekend. So, you know, I, I would hope that these guys start making their decisions probably coming out of the weekend this week. So I look at Monday and Tuesday as being big days, but the portal is open for a lot longer. It's open till January 18th. We've got uh we got questions more about coaching staff and, ooh, we got questions about who the next most wanted will be after Pancake Honcho makes his decision. So make sure you make a decision to stick with us because we got a lot more coming up here on Locked on Canes. And there's a lot going on at BetOnline. BetOnline.net, guys, I'm on the site every single day studying up to make my wagers, the articles, all the props, all of the podcasts are so great at bet online it's your number one choice for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and world cup we've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can even find those at bet online as well we've always got the fastest and easiest ways to get you all your betting info head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more 
Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, I'm getting a little under the weather today, which is like, why do I have to be getting sick on a big recruiting week like this? I just hope I'm better by next Wednesday when the early signing period starts. I mean, man, I got the sore throat. I got the whole thing. The voice is starting to get raspy. Ugh, not now. This is not a good time for that. So <laughs> give me some well wishes on that. Hopefully I don't get sicker, you know, before uh, before National Signing Day. Get a question from our guy VLKV, and thank you VLKV for always supporting the program. He says, where do you go to see the tally of outgoing and incoming players? He says, there's too much to track. Go Canes. Um, well, on, on the website that I work on, allhurricanes.com, we do have a portal tracker, uh, but that, that covers Miami specifically. So if you go to allhurricanes.com, there's a transfer portal tracker, tells you who's out, who's potentially coming in, who Miami is getting visits from, all that. So if you're looking for specifically hurricane stuff, check that out. As far as like a national database, ooh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe the 24 sevens might have that. I don't know if that's behind a paywall or not, because some of their stuff is some of their stuff isn't. But if you're looking for hurricane specific transfer portal tallies, you can find it at allhurricanes.com. Uh, we get a question from Robert. Robert asks, does Mario hire a wide receiver coach after signing day concerning that we aren't getting wide receivers to commit or in the transfer portal? Tells me Gaddis sucks at recruiting, he says. Um, it, it obviously, it all depends on what happens with Gaddis because Gaddis is the OC and the wide receivers coach. You know, could he have his role changed? Could he be demoted or uh, could he leave? I think anything's on the table right now. Keep in mind, as the coaching staff stands right now, there isn't currently another on-field spot available. So, you know, if you were to hire a, uh, a wide receivers coach and keep Gaddis on just as the OC, you would have to eliminate someone else's assistant coaching position. And if you're creating new on-field positions, I think the guy who deserves a promotion the most is Demarcus Van Dyke on the defensive side of the football. I think he deserves to be an on-field coach. I also wonder if somebody like Jason Taylor, who's an analyst, wants to have an on-field role. Um, now, obviously, maybe if Gaddis were to leave, you would potentially, you know, this is just me spitballing here. You might even promote Frank Ponce to um, to OC, let him keep his quarterback's coach title, and then you find a wide receiver's coach. Something like that, I think, is a possibility. I'm not saying that will happen. I'm just saying that's that that's one way that the math would work out because you can't you can't just go out and hire a wide receivers coach right now you have to eliminate an on-field coaching position before you do that or shake something up before you do that better win 2.0 asks he says assuming mario cristobal gets the pancake concho who's the next most wanted on his list as far as what we know about I think the two next most wanted are Mark Fletcher and Damari Brown. Mark Fletcher, the four-star running back out of Heritage. He's favored to Florida right now, but Miami is battling. And Damari Brown, we talked about him. He's favored to Alabama right now, but Miami is battling. Uh, I also, I kind of wonder what's going on behind the scenes that we don't even know about because, um, you know, first of all, wide receivers are badly needed, as we've talked about. You know, Miami, I don't think they've given up on flipping Brandon Innes from Ohio State, even though I've almost given up on this point because Brian Hartline is just, that's the dude. Like, the wide receivers coach from OSU, 
that guy is like Thanos. He's collecting all of the infinity stones on that gauntlet of his. He's just so good at going out there and getting all the top wide receivers in the country. And, you know, I keep seeing uh, my pal Gary Furman on Kane Sport. Like, he keeps hinting that Miami's working on, like, some seismic stuff behind the scenes. I don't know what that could be. If he's talking about potential flips, I don't know. But, you know, there's targets we know about, like Fletcher, Ennis, and and Damari Brown. Those would be the biggest fish, like, you know, even though uh, um, Ennis would be a flip, but the other two uncommitted would be big fish. There could be flips that they're working on that we don't even have a clue about. So thank you for the question. Thank everybody for tuning in. We're going to talk about Pancake Honcho, whether it's good news or bad news. We're going to be on later to talk about Samson Okunlola. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.